Hello, I'm Derek Walker, I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and it's really good to be with you in the Church Without Walls, especially at this special time when we remember the wonderful salvation that Jesus bought for us on the cross and his death and resurrection. And uh, I want to really share with you about the wonders of the cross and the wonders of the salvation that Jesus purchased for us on the cross and let's just think about what he did um, just to set the scene I'd like to say that if we Jesus spent six hours on the cross say from nine o'clock in the morning to noon those first three hours he was actually the burnt offering he was offering up his righteousness to God as a sweet smelling offering to God his whole perfect human life that righteousness is offered up to God in order to be given to us but then at noon something amazing happened because suddenly the sun was blotted out in fact all everything was blotted out and darkness fell and God was showing by a sign in the heaven that as the sun was being blotted out in the sky so Christ the son of righteousness was as it were being made dark with our sin and that's when Jesus became the sin offering. That's when he took our sin. And that's when he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And for the next three hours, he was our sin offering. He took our sin. He took the punishment on our sin that we deserved. And he paid the penalty in full for our sin. And so at the end of those three hours, just before he gave up his spirit, he cried out to Telestai, which means it is finished, which means I've paid the price in full. Praise God for Jesus. So he was, he took our sin and he also gave us his righteousness. He made that great exchange on the cross. But today I want to talk about what Jesus did on the cross from three aspects, just to show how perfect what he did on the cross was. And there are three big words. And this is, Jesus did all these three things together. Now, the first word I want to talk about is redemption. Redemption uh, has the meaning of the payment of a ransom to set someone free. So if you were kidnapped, for instance, you, you pay, there's a payment of a ransom to set you free. The Bible says that we were slaves of sin. We were under the power of sin, and we were under the power of the kingdom of darkness. And these things had a claim on us. And Jesus came along to redeem us, which means he purchased us with a price. That price is the precious blood of Jesus. And through that purchase, he cancelled all the claims of sin against us, praise God, all the claims of the enemy against us. He redeemed us from sin. He redeemed us from the curse. He redeemed us from the hand of the enemy, praise God, by the payment of a ransom price. That's what redemption means. And he purchased us for God. So we're, we are free now. Sin has no longer any claim on us. And now we are free to belong to God. We actually are purchased for God now. We belong to God. Hallelujah. And Revelation 5, 9. Let's just read that. And these are this is the church in heaven 
singing, You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain and you have redeemed us, or literally, you have purchased us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. So you don't belong to the enemy anymore. You don't belong to sin anymore. You belong to God. Hallelujah. He's created you. He's redeemed you. You belong to him. And therefore, you, he, you owe him your surrender and your obedience. And so Jesus achieved a perfect redemption for us. And that is the salvation, as it were, as sin would sinward he cancelled the claims of sin against you the second word i'd like to tell you about is what the self the godward aspect of our salvation and that's called propitiation propitiation is is in fact the major thing that needed to be sorted out because what it means is that because we were sinners god's righteous anger god's just judgment God's wrath was upon us. John 33:36 says that if somebody does, rejects Christ, then the wrath of God is still upon them and will find its full expression in due course. And so we were under the wrath of God as sinners. The holy just judge must punish sin. And that would be terrible. But propitiation means that Jesus, through his blood, he he took our sin on himself and he took the punishment for our sin and God's wrath was fully poured out uh, upon Jesus and Jesus' sacrifice satisfied the wrath of God which means now that God is propitiated God is now free to forgive us and to bless us with every spiritual blessing Praise God, because justice has been satisfied. And this is a wonderful word. And one picture of propitiation is, is actually Noah's flood. Because in Noah's flood, the picture of Christ is the ark. And the ark was wood, which was a picture of Christ's humanity. But it was also pitched with pitched. It would have been covered with this red resin that made it waterproof. And then the gospel would be preached that judgment is coming, but you can be saved by going into the ark. If, you, if those who believed went into the ark. And then as the flood waters came down, those who were in the ark were safe because, as it were, the ark itself took the judgment. And the word for, for the pitch is the word atonement. So in a, that's a picture of the atonement of Christ, that all the judgment of God came down on the ark and the believers who were inside were safe and so if you are in Christ you are in the place of salvation Jesus took all the judgment on himself so that you could come through into a new life and and afterwards they they had a covenant uh, God made a covenant with Noah and of course the rainbow was the symbol of propitiation that God's wrath had been poured out, and now they were under the multifaceted grace of God. And there's a wonderful verse, verses in Isaiah 54 that talk about Christ's salvation um, using the picture of Noah. Because in Isaiah 53, of course, is the wonderful chapter that describes Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and bearing our sins. 
Then Isaiah 54, verse 7, let's read from there. For a mere moment, God says, I've forsaken you. That's God's anger was against us. But with great mercies, I will gather you. So what happened to change God's heart from anger to mercy? With a little wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. It's because of the payment of a price. Verse 9, for this is like the waters of Noah to me. You see, the analogy of Noah. For as I swore that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so I have sworn that I will not be angry with you nor rebuke you. So in other words, just like Noah, because God's wrath was poured out on Christ, now God says, I will be angry with you no more because I have been propitiated. My anger, my just anger has been satisfied. So I will be angry with you no more. He says, for the mountains will depart, verse 10, and the hills be removed. But my kindness, that's literally my covenant love, my covenant kindness will not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. Praise God. So because of propitiation, now we are under God's covenant love forever. Thank God for Jesus who took the wrath of God for our sins. He made propitiation for us on the cross. He redeemed us from sin and he propitiated God's justice for us. And the final word I want to, and, and the other picture of propitiation is the mercy seat in the Ark of the Covenant. That's a picture of the throne of God. But the worst mercy seat literally means the place of propitiation. And so God's anger would have broken out against Israel. But once a year on the day of atonement, the blood of the the sin offering was placed on the ark on on that throne and that that blood was a propitiation it was the place of propitiation which released god's mercy because god's justice was now satisfied now god was propitiated and now mercy and grace would flow from his throne and it's interesting that in the throne of heaven which is called a throne of grace praise god there's a rainbow if you go to revelation chapter 4 you'll see that there's a rainbow radiating out from the throne because the blood has been put on the mercy seat when jesus ascended he put his blood on the mercy seat and propitiation has been made so now it's a, a throne of grace and there's this wonderful rainbow all around the throne of god in heaven which represents the propitiation for our sins the final word i want to share with you is reconciliation so if redemption is the salvation sinward, cancelling the claims of sin over us, and if propitiation is the salvation, the Godward aspect of our salvation, there's a third one, which is the manward aspect of our salvation, which is called reconciliation. This, this essentially means that, yes, this is a different issue because man now, is disconnected from God because man is in a state of sin but God is in a state of righteousness absolute righteousness and that means there's a total disconnect a difference between man and God so we are unconnected to God and what we need is the life of God to come into us to save us but that that seems impossible but Jesus gave a reconciliation on the cross 
And this word reconciliation in the Greek simply means exchange. Jesus made a great exchange on the cross. He took our sin and he, in return he gave us his righteousness. That's the great exchange. And when he, that is called the reconciliation. He did what was necessary to remove the difference between us and God. So when you accept Christ, you accept that transaction, and immediately your sins are remitted, praise God, and you are given the righteousness of Christ. So now you are righteous, God is righteous, you are reconnected to God, and now you can be saved by his life. Praise God. It's as if you were a billion pounds in debt, but, but God set up this transaction to cancel your debt, but also give you a billion pounds, the, a great exchange. He took your debt and he gave you riches. And all you had to do is accept his offer and God made it happen. And the moment you accepted Christ, praise God, the great exchange happened in you. We read about this also in Romans chapter 5. He talks about the, the great exchange that took place. Um, and he says, because we've received the reconciliation, we will then be saved by his life. Verse, uh, let's go verse 8. For God demonstrates, Romans 5, 8. For God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more now then, having been justified by his blood. What he's saying is that when you accept the reconciliation, you now receive his righteousness, and now you're justified. God declares you righteous in his sight. Now that you've been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if while we were enemies, we were when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more now having been reconciled, once you've accepted what Jesus has done, we shall be saved by his life. Praise God. And so reconciliation means that, that you now uh, have accepted what Jesus has done. He's taken your sin and he's given you his righteousness. Now you are justified by faith. Now you are connected to the life of God and God can now change you. God can sanctify you. Praise God. You will be saved by his life. Praise God. And that's, that's the reconciliation. God changes you from sin to righteousness. And uh, you can read more about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the last half of that chapter. Praise God that Jesus gave us a perfect salvation on the cross. He covered every angle, everything that needed dealing with, Jesus did it. Thank God for Jesus. He gave us a perfect propitiation that God can be merciful to us. He gave us a perfect redemption, cancelling the claims of sin. And he gave us a perfect reconciliation that we are now reconnected to God. Praise God for Jesus. Amen.